Welcome, everybody. 10th official Greyhound Time podcast presented by Almonds. I'm Armand Sarachi. And I'm Jimmy Malone. And as you guys probably know by now, we really love almonds. But we recently found out that we are not the only ones. Yeah, we knew there was a huge almonds fan base. Um, but Miss Dornfeld has come out as one of the biggest almonds fans we've ever seen. The other day, she emailed us. She said, I heard your, heard your latest ad about almonds, and I want to get in on that. So... Apparently she's been she's been on the almond train for a while. She's been writing haikus about the world famous food that you would find there. And she said, "Can we get some of these haikus on on the podcast?" And we said, "Of course." Of course. Yep. So here we go. First one about the gumbo, chicken and sausage, gumbo delight in a bowl. Hands down so tasty. Wow. That's some bars. World famous gumbo right there. So check out almonds for the gumbo. But, I mean, you can get some other stuff there, too. It, like the quesadillas. The quesadillas. Here's another one. Chili tomato, sausage, and jalapeno. Quesadillas, yum. Whew. That was impressive. That one was We crazy. should get those published. Wow. So Almonds Restaurant, 8127 Maryland Avenue. Check it out for lunch or dinner on Tuesdays through Saturdays. Yes, sir. And today we're very excited because we are interviewing Ben Hockman, a CHS alum, graduated in 1998, then went on to study journalism at Mizzou. Um, after that, he spent a little bit of time in New Orleans, spent a little bit of time in Denver, while, before eventually moving back to St. Louis, um, taking over for Bernie Miklas, a very, very good and very well-known St. Louis Post-Dispatch sports writer, took over for him in 2015, uh, so pretty Pretty recent uh, hiring there by the Post-Dispatch, and so far it's turned out to be really good. A lot of people in the St. Louis area really love to listen or to read some of his work, uh, follow him on Twitter, and stay up to date with the sports news. Yeah, um, he's still very active within the Clayton community. A lot of times you'll see him um, you know, at the football games, basketball games, whatever. When he was at Clayton, uh, he was a writer for the Globe, sports editor. Uh, he also played a couple of sports like soccer, basketball, so definitely uh, going to be an interesting interview. Take a listen. So we're here today with Ben Hockman, who is a uh, writer for the Post-Dispatch now. Ben, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? Pretty good, thank you. Um, so I kind of mentioned that you're a writer for the Post-Dispatch now, but if you just want to talk a little bit about what you do now. Of course, um, yeah. Yeah, and just describe it. Um, yeah, so I'm Clayton High School, class of 1998, hence the gray in my beard. <laughs> 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 and um, I went to Mizzou for journalism in 2002. Uh, I worked in New Orleans at the newspaper down there. I've always wanted to be a sports writer. I mm -hmm. wrote for the Globe and wrote the we had the student-run musical i don't know if they do that still at clayton yeah they do i wrote a baseball themed play <laughs> for that and and i've always been a sports dude and uh or sports dork maybe you can make that <laughs> make that assessment and um so yeah I, li I lived in new orleans after college and then uh lived in denver and for years i was covering um pro and college sports as a beat writer basically the beat writer uh follows the team around i went to 82 Denver Nuggets games a year, traveling the country. It was a cool lifestyle at the time. I was also single at the time. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if my wife uh, here in St. Louis would love me being at all the games. Um, yeah, so, it, I mean, it was a really surreal, cool existence. Just, I mean, I love – I always say to people, I might have told you, Armand, before, if not, mm -hmm. like my two of my favorite things in the world – 
are sports and writing. Yeah. So the fact that there's a job called sports writer <laughs> is like surreal. It'd be like if there was a job called cheeseburger eating Will Ferrell movie watcher. <laughs> like if that was like a job, like you could do that or you could be a plumber, you could be a teacher, you could, you could yeah. be Will Ferrell movie watcher, cheeseburger eater. Uh, so yeah, I lucked out with sports writer. Um, I've, I've covered everything. I've been to everything, you know, World Series, Super Bowl, Olympics, NBA Finals, now Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah. Actually, that was yeah. the one thing I'd never been to. Uh, Check that off as, the bucket list. Yeah, <laughs> totally, in, in, a, in a major way with yeah. it being my hometown team. Yeah, so basically like my idol growing up was um, Nelly. No, and my other idol growing up <laughs> was... Um, Isn't he everybody's idol? Every, seriously, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, was um, Bernie Miklas, who mm-hmm. was the sports columnist for the newspaper for many years, and now people might know him from 101 yeah. in the morning. Um, well, he left in 2015, and I remember when it happened, I was like, oh, man, like, who are they going to get to replace Bernie Miklas? Like, he's awesome. And I, I had been promoted to columnist. Basically, columnist is a fancy way of saying, like, write about whichever you, whatever you want. And, yeah. uh, and uh, so that's what I was doing in Denver, which was awesome uh, when I got promoted there because the Broncos got good at that time. Peyton right. Manning was the quarterback, Super Bowl, right. the whole thing. Um, uh, they hired me to replace Bernie Miklas, and I was humbled and floored, and, and I moved home, and it's been going awesome. I, uh, I've written three books now in my career, including one about the Cardinals. And uh, married Angela, my wife, uh, who did not go to Clayton High School, but I don't hold that against her too much. <laughs> and too um, much. luckily, she didn't go to Ladue. There you go. There you go. <laughs> as long as she didn't go to Ladue. I got a buddy from my class in 98 that married a Ladue girl, and I, I still don't know how I feel. <laughs> they got like a beautiful family, and things are good, but I'm still like, are you sure about this? So, um, Anyway, yeah, and now I'm now I'm the sports columnist for the St. Louis Post Dispatch, which means uh, four of the seven days a week I write a column for the newspaper itself, and then I'm also writing online blogs and tweeting and Facebooking and Instagramming, and I I, I don't travel full circle. I don't travel to all every single Cardinal game. Uh, I kind of just kind of parachute in when I when mm-hmm. I want to, but I will go to all the playoff games, yeah. and I did that. Mm-hmm. And of course, the aforementioned Blues. That was the coolest thing I'll ever do uh, is cover the Blues playoff run and the Stanley Cup run, and being on the ice after they won. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then getting to walk in the parade uh, <laughs> with with the you know with the Stanley Cup and the players and just being there. I mean, nothing will top that from a sports standpoint. Yeah, yeah Jimmy and I sure. were we were at the parade, and I remember seeing. It, I was like, "Is that? Oh, you did? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Because we were like way in the back, just like trying to." See over everybody's heads. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, those. I mean, you guys are what seventeen, eighteen. Like yeah. when you're like sixty-eight, you'll be telling yeah. stories about your climbing fences at this yeah, blues exactly. thing in two thousand nineteen. It's a once in a lifetime opportunity. Absolutely, for sure. Um, can you give us just like a rundown of what you do on like a day-to-day basis with regards to writing and reporting? Yeah, totally. I mean, I, I, I do a lot of like. Okay, let me try this again. I didn't say anything, so let me just try this. I used to lift weights a lot. Now I don't, as you can clearly see. <laughs> but when I did, like the way to get stronger is lifting every day. Yeah. So as a writer, I do the same thing by reading every day. Mm-hmm. And that's you know, it probably sounds pretty dorky because it is. But like I try every morning to read a couple columns, a couple extra pieces of, of, of sports writing that can make me a smarter thinker about sports. And uh, give me a, a new perspective, maybe even, and also see how guys and girls are writing well and perhaps poorly. And mm-hmm. oh, I don't want to write with that strategy, or I like the way she did that, or what have you. So in the morning, I, I do. I basically go to the Y down Hanley Starbucks or Caldies, one of the Caldies, and uh, or Colleen's. Have you been to Colleen's over been to there? Uh, oh my gosh, the, the intelligentsia coffee at Colleen's <laughs> uh, on 
was that Forsyth is amazing. Anyway, I just I just love going to the coffee shops in the morning and reading. And then yeah, it just it really just depends on the dates. I kind of have like this Willy Wonka golden ticket to like anything <laughs> St. Louis sports. Yeah. <laughs> like like you know, I just walk in and so if the Blues are practicing, I'll go to that. If the Cardinals have a game, I might go to that, uh, especially at home and 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 yeah, just find. But the other thing is like I like to find stories that haven't been told before. Mm-hmm. So for every like column about like like the Tarasenko injury is terrible or or, or the Cardinals need another bat in the lineup. Like I love to like tell a story like like John Burroughs had a had a running back who came out of the closet mm-hmm. and it was like a really powerful mm-hmm. story. So I was able to share that with with the city. Uh, so I love I love finding stories and they don't always have to be about professional sports. Right. Just sports. So is there any uh, is there any writer that you like to read like you said you read in the morning so is there anybody that you like if they release a column you're like oh i have to read this one that's a good way of putting it i do, uh, i bill plaschke in los mm-hmm. angeles yeah. who you might know from the tv show yeah. he, he he for years he was always like my go-to my go-to guy and i still i still read him a lot but um no one of my one of my best friends is uh, joan neeson and uh, she's with sports illustrated mm-hmm. so I, I would i would always look forward to seeing her name when it, when it popped up in sports illustrated um and then, and then Ben Fredrickson is the other guy at the Post Dispatch who has my same first name. And we have the same job, and we have different writing styles. Uh, but I obviously really enjoy reading his stuff um, because he often has a different perspective on the same topic that I'm thinking or writing about. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So oh, go ahead. <laughs> so now on to your uh, your Clayton High School career. Yes. So. We interviewed uh, Mr. Hildebrand, Justin Hildebrand. Yeah. Now, that's weird hearing him being called Mr. Yeah, I was going to say. Because he's just a year, year younger than I am yeah. from, from growing up. Yeah. So we interviewed him, and he mentioned that there was a group of students uh, that would show up to all the games called the Mad Hatters. Yes. I was a founding member. You were? Oh, yeah. A big question, because Mr. Yeah. Hildebrand, he said, you know, like, I don't know. Maybe he's a part of it. Maybe he's not. You got to oh ask him. Oh, gosh. We had to ask you. So you were a part of the Mad Hatters. Yeah, yeah. So the Mad Hatters started in the fall of 97, and it was basically just the soccer team. Yeah. <laughs> basically, like, like the football team got really good. Uh, they were they were bad my first couple years. And then my senior year, so 97, 98, the football team got good. Connor Kenny was the quarterback. He was a cl- shout-out to Connor Kenny. And um, um, and we we wanted to, like – we were also just, like, big, like, we loved Clayton. We, and we still do. I'm wearing a, I yeah. wore my Clayton sweatshirt here to the podcast. Like, I mean, you know, something about representing Clayton – Clayton and hating Ledoux, that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so yeah, we we got together and like we needed like a shtick, we needed something. We didn't we didn't just want to be like loud yellers right. at sporting events. So I don't know who came up with it, but the idea was like to wear funny hats or silly hats, and and we did, and uh, we painted our chest, and it was awesome because the football team got good, and and people people weren't going to the games really even the previous years. Right. I don't know how it is. I mean, I've been to like the homecoming games. But I don't know really how it is, but we we helped in a small way, help get school spirit going, you know, coincided with the rise of the football team winning. Right. So it was a really fun fall. And, uh, and then people would come to the soccer games too. Not like the football team, that's literally them, but just the idea of like, Oh, they're supporting this team. Mm-hmm. We'll go support them. It was a cool community at the time. And, and the football team won districts. And, um, yeah, I, I, I love being part of the man. Oh, there was this guy, there was one freshman named Jake Wiseman who was like, and like, I'm a shorter guy, but he was like, 411 <laughs> 87 pounds and he but he's like you know he's, he's a fun guy yeah. and i remember there there was something involving holding him 
on a board while he did push-ups <laughs> after every touchdown. Like we held him up almost like a Stanley Cup, yeah. and he did push-ups uh, on top of it, which uh, that's a fun memory. That's awesome. And I remember they beat Le- beat Ledoux, and we we dressed up as Ledoux fans and hid or hid or like kind of like we're in with the Ledoux families and stuff. And then I don't, I mean, I don't remember exactly what happened, but the end was like, we stood up like, psych, we don't care, but we're not rooting for your team, River Clinton. We like took off our, our blue and, and or had orange underneath or whatever it was. I think what it was, we, we had skin, we took off our shirts, but we had like greyhounds like written on our chest. And at the time I wasn't fat, so it was a great situation for the, uh, for the girls to, to see my, my abs. I'm kidding. I was not, it was ridiculous, but, um, yeah, no, it was, it was super fun and, and yeah. just great memories. Like, I, I mean, I love Clayton and that's, what's so cool about you guys doing this podcast yeah. and it's an honor to be on it because it's just really fun to see like the next generation also enthusiastic. Yeah, that's definitely like our goal with the mm-hmm. podcast is to bring that like spirit back to the school. Yeah, um, we might have to we might have to reintroduce the Mad Hatters though. That's sure. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. With your idea. permission, of course. Oh my <laughs> gosh! Yeah, yeah. I'd love to, to pass the hat forward, or the torch, or whatever. Yeah, I'd, I'll come even as an honorary one. That'd and, be awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hatter, yeah. yeah. Um, how do you feel um, Clayton High School impacted your life as a writer and in your career? Oh, I mean, it, it, it's, it was an imperative aspect to my growth. Um, the, the, there's no question. I mean, without getting cheesy, like you think back to like the English class and sometimes in, in English class, I'm sure you're like, oh, my God, yeah. you know, <laughs> it, it can weigh you down sometimes. But there's no question that once I got to Mizzou, I was like, wow, I'm ahead of a lot of these mm-hmm. people as a writer and as a thinker about reading just because of those classes that we I hate to say suffered through, but went through <laughs> yeah. at Mizzou. So, uh, and then writing for the Globe, uh, the, the student paper. I mean, uh, there are lessons that I learned from the Globe in 1994, 95, 96, uh, you know, early years in my high school that I still carry with me today um, as, as a journalist. I remember like being a freshman and being uh, intimidated to interview the senior football players uh, for an article. And I, but there was a couple of dudes from my class that were on the varsity. So like I interviewed them for my article. And so it was like, so, I mean, I'm so embarrassed. Like looking back, it was like Clayton football, blah, blah, blah. And then like, we're looking good so far on offense said backup quarterback, Connor <laughs> Kenny. And, and like this other dude, there's like an offensive lineman. Cause he was just like big. And, and, and then like, and, but I remember one of the senior guys came up to me and said, why'd you interview us for the story? Why'd you interview those guys? That don't even play. Like you make a very good point, <laughs> and and it's a you know it's kind of like a lesson I always I always remember like don't be afraid to ask anybody for an interview because they they probably wouldn't mind being interviewed mm-hmm. even right. so yeah yeah definitely Clayton Clayton helped propel me. So, uh, what sports did you play at Clayton? Or well, or just play? Did I... <laughs> well, let's go with both. Let's yeah. start with playing. Sure, sure, sure. What you played well? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm such a prototypical. I mean, I don't know if it's insensitive, but like five foot seven Jewish kid. I, 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 I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but yeah, just a regular. There's many of me probably listening to the podcast now and played on, on the fields before. Yeah. Uh, so I, I played soccer all four years, you know, uh, varsity junior, senior year. I started and, and we were okay. Uh, I played baseball all four years, uh, started senior year varsity. And uh, basketball, which I love the sport of basketball, I played freshman, sophomore year. And then, um, but I was like 
gosh, like I was a good shooter in my backyard. <laughs> I was so I was Steph in my oh, backyard. Yeah. Every, everybody everybody Steph in their backyard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, there it is. Yeah. Wait, you are too? Wait, yeah, what? Are you kidding me? Thought it was just me. But uh, yeah, I mean, you see where this is going. Like, I was definitely tentative once the once the game uh, got going, and, and it's funny. Uh, I'm I'm writing a young adult novel right now. Uh, on the side and it's about a high school basketball team and I'm catching myself like some of the things that are happening to the characters it's just like stuff that happened to me in 1995 yeah. Yeah. you know and it's, and it's kind of fun to and I'm like describing like the tentativeness and then, oh you get in the game you want to overcompensate or make up for lost time and hustle too hard and mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah I was I was just okay at basketball but baseball and soccer were, were my sports mm. But then, of course, most importantly, as a Mad Hatter. Yeah, that's that's the most important one. Yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. What were um, athletics like when you were there? Like, the student participation was really big, spirit like that. Yeah, yeah. There was was a no cut policy. Yeah, we still still have that. that, Which is which is pretty cool. I mean, because I I think back, like, like there was a kid on our soccer team, like who uh, who was. mentally challenged Mm -hmm. and like there's no way if he'd gone to like a different school he would have gotten he would have made the soccer team but but because he was at clayton he had to play all four years and be part of the community and and i'm i'm sure he like looks back at that and was like what a what a cool experience Mm so um yeah yeah so wait what was the question i'm sorry oh just like how was the school spirit when you were there yeah yeah i mean it it, it was pretty good i mean i mean the teams weren't always great it was kind of a neat deal when one of the teams got good Mm. um but man the, the, when I was a freshman, and this is this is dumb but funny, but dumb. <laughs> like, like I, I was. In fact, I was just telling uh, somebody else about this just the other day. Um, when I was a freshman, the, the the basketball team was good, and like to this day, when I think of like the '94 '95 district champ Greyhounds, like I get like real nostalgic, and I even when. I even get like kind of like oh there he is like 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 that's there's Ben Marth he averages 19 points you know like I'll yeah. see these guys who are like 45 years old or like but like now because of my job as post dispatch columnist like these are just like guys that like live in America that like St Louis sports so they'll like tweet at me and I, I get like I've interviewed Michael Jordan and I was not as nervous talking to Michael Jordan as I was like interacting with Ben Marth on Twitter. <laughs> Like, like, cause he was like, so what do you think about the Cardinals? Like, what do you think about the Cardinals? Like, you're Ben Marth. I mean, you guys won districts that year. And like, and, but now it's kind of become like a fun thing on Twitter. And like, I was talking about like the 94, 95 Greyhounds and yeah, like, yeah. And like, cause we would go to all the games and, and it was, it was a neat thing because, um, they were good. And, and, uh, and like, that's like, what's your favorite sports team of all time? Like it's the 2011 Cardinals, the 19 blues and, and the 94, 95 <laughs> Greyhound varsity basketball. So, of course. Yeah. So uh, we first met when you came to one of the basketball practices uh, when you were doing research for the book that you're writing right now. Yeah. So um, you kind of got a taste of what the basketball team was like and how they operate. So how different or how similar uh, is that kind of experience now and how Coach Cochran is running the program, do you think, to when you were going to school? Well, from like just simply like a man I'm old situation (laughs) is like like the aforementioned guys as mentioned – the, the, the were seniors and, and like they were so big and so strong and then I'm and I'm and now I'm at the the practice and I'm just not I'm not knocking the current Greyhounds but yeah. I'm, even the seniors were like man they look young yeah. you know but like when I was in school like oh the seniors were so big and strong but mm-hmm. clearly what I'm getting as the current Benjamin is looking at the seniors <laughs> in your class and be like oh they're big and strong yeah. but um no I mean I mean it's kind of funny like everything's different but everything's the same you know yeah. like um, styles are are different uh, people are wearing obviously cooler 
there's more gear, better yeah. better shoes, more fun shoes. That being said, I'm wearing shoes from 1989 today. Yeah, those are pretty solid. Yeah, Andre Agassi tennis shoes. Do do you know Andre Agassi? Maybe, but for listeners that don't, I mean, he was in the late 80s, like was like the stylish dude. He had long hair, hot pink neon fluorescent (laughs) colors, uh, jean shorts with the pink biker short underneath. (laughs) Oh my god! And uh, he was kind of like a rebel of sports. And uh, I'm trying to carry on his legacy here in mid Missouri, or mid mid America, and and, and, yeah. But uh, thank you. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it was. So everything's different, but like everything's the same. Like you're running sprints. Mm -hmm. You know, there's there's the same kid. on every team every year yeah. you know there's like the the kid that's that's trying so hard and hustling there's the kid that's so talented but like everyone else is mad at him because he's he should be better mm-hmm. but he's like not taking it seriously and then there's like the other kid that like works out early at the gym every every day and grew as a player and now he's better than he ever thought he would be and you know every every sport every gender you, you yeah. have you have those the same types of people so you researched uh like Denver Nuggets a lot too. So did you see those same prototypes with the Nuggets as well? Sure, yeah. I mean, like when you look at, at professional sports, you see the same thing. Because, I mean, every locker room is a similar dynamic. You're just taller or richer. You know, like if <laughs> yeah. it's pro or college or what have you. It's just like, I mean, every locker room is going to have like a quiet, like I, I keep saying guys because I'm more familiar with, with men's sports, but women's sports very mm-hmm. Similar, you know, uh, you've got your loud guys, your kind of obnoxious guys, your quiet guys, lead by example. Um, you know, every there's like these different roles, and uh, and it, again, it doesn't matter if it's the Greyhounds or the Denver Nuggets or whatever. You're you're gonna have those same type of guys, and that it's kind of like what's fun about sports. Yeah. yeah. Um, talking about you being in New Orleans and Denver, um, what was that like? And then eventually getting like your dream job of being sports. Yeah, yeah. In St. Louis. I got, I, I got to New Orleans at the perfect time. Um, well, I was uh, 22, and I liked to eat a lot, and they have the best food <laughs> yeah, for sure. in America. No offense to – I mean, I love emos, and I love uh, – you know. But New Orleans is unparalleled. Uh, well, good word. Yeah, I mean, no question. And, uh, oh, my gosh, I love New Orleans. And I got there – the reason I got excited at your question is because it was 2002, and in that first two-year time period – they had the men's Final Four, the women's Final Four, the BCS National Championship football, and an NBA team moved there. Oh, yeah. uh, and they got a PGA golf event. Like I'm like, I'm 22 right years old, <laughs> exactly. and, and basically the sports there is like, go, go to all these things and write about them. And uh, so like some of my classmates were like, you know, in mid middle Iowa covering high school sports. I'm in New Orleans at the NCAA title game. So I was, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I worked. I work really hard and I, I, I can't stress enough like to anybody listening like in life, whatever you're going into, the two H's just be hungry and humble. Mm. Like I swear it'll it'll get you places and, and if and if you're if you're nonchalant and you're cocky, like it's gonna backfire, I swear, no matter how talented you are at whatever thing. Like always be hungry but always be humble and I was able to live up to that in New Orleans and, and it and it got me to do some cool things at a young age, which then thus got me to do cooler things at the following ages. Yeah, and you were talking about um, the Broncos when they won the Super Bowl, sure. the Blues when they won the Stanley Cup last year. What yeah. is it like covering those teams during the championship run? It, there's there's nothing more intense than 
Well, let me try again. I see nothing more intense. But like, from a sports standpoint, there's nothing more intense than, than postseason mm-hmm. sports. And you see it on both sides when when things are going well and and when things are going poorly too. Like like everything is just so intense. Like the Denver Nuggets that that first year I covered them, um, they had Allen Iverson and Carmelo Anthony and a young J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith. <laughs> and uh, and they're yeah, supposed yeah. to do pretty well. Um, but they kind of, they didn't. And I remember like during the playoffs, they like stopped talking to the media mm-hmm. and like the same dudes, the same players that were like always very nice to you and gracious during the season were like, would get mean, like, I'm not talking to you. And, and it, it was just a very eye opening thing. But then the flip side is like when there's success and he, I even saw this past month with the St. Louis Cardinals, like mm-hmm. the first week they're, they're, they're winning at Atlanta and everything's great. And then they fell apart against the nationals and some of the players were, were kind of being, you know, it, it's just, I mean, you, when you pour your life into something, you <laughs> yeah. pour your heart into something like, and then you start failing, like, yeah, and like not so I I understand where the passion comes from for these players, but the flip side, like watching teams excel and covering the Broncos go to the Super Bowl, and then the Blues, I mean, there's just nothing like it because you're you're as a reporter, you're a storyteller. The, my whole idea is like, especially in 2019, when you have your phones and 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 everything's on TV and everything's on the phone, and you and you too and everybody else knows what's going on with the team the second it's happening. It's up to me to like find something that the casual fan doesn't know about or to tell the story in a way you haven't thought about it. Mm-hmm. So um, to watch things develop in, in real time in front of me and then have like that opportunity to like capture it and share it. And then like, I loved being in Denver. Like it was really cool. Like going to like a bar or restaurant, like someone come up to me, like, Hey, I liked your, your, your story or tweet. Like it was neat, but it was like, these aren't my people. Like St. Louis is like I have no connection to the Colorado Rockies. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm glad he liked my my article about them, but whatever. But like now I'm writing about the Cardinals and the Blues and the the same people either I literally grew up with or or figuratively grew up with or who I see myself in, you know, uh are are into the into the stuff. Like that's fun. It's really fun being part I call it like like the sports ecosystem. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of guys and girls in that sports ecosystem. And I'm just my one little part. And I mentioned Ben Fredrickson and, and uh, Derek Gould from the Post-Dispatch. Yeah. And we got the TV people. And Frank Cusimano is one of my favorite dudes from Channel 5. And uh, gosh, just so many people. And you come together and like that's our world. And it's neat. My point is it's neat to be part of that. Yeah. yeah. Um. You're talking about how like instant all this information is today. Yeah. Like, today we're in Spanish class, and Mike Matheny gets hired by the Royals, and everybody just looks up at each other like, "Oh, Mike Matheny." You know? <laughs> yeah. What is it like being a writer for like a newspaper or something where you have to write information that's not going to be right on your phone? Like, what is it like yeah. doing that instead of something? That's a perfect example. I mean, I was sitting at the Starbucks in Wyandotte and Hanley. Um, I'm actually off today, but um, the news broke, and that was that's like kind of a big thing when yeah. it's, when it's yeah. the old Cardinal manager going to the same team in the same state and the whole thing. So I was like, I personally, just like you guys were looking at each other, I was like looking at the phone like, all right, I got to write something fast. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, okay, I can't just be like, great hire bad hire like i i need to come up think it through and normally i have all dang day to do that <laughs> there i had like 30 minutes because like I, I the whole idea is like you want to get something online as fast as possible but you but then you also don't want it to be crappy right. um so, you know so um anyway yeah my head was spinning i'm like how can i capture this? so i started rereading some of the things i wrote when he was fired um, I was obviously reading a bunch of tweets, uh, just trying to get my mind around like why would this be a good hire for them 
do I think it's a good hire for them? I'm more like curious about it. Uh, basically, I mean, with Matheny, it was like, wow, he some of the same things he tried so hard at, at accomplishing with the Cardinals, it backfired. You know, he's the leader of men, the great leader of men, yet numerous key players on the 2018 team, like, weren't following him. Like, yeah. if he's the leader, well, he's sure not doing a job because they're not yeah. following him, you know. Um, you know, he, he, he was such a defensive-minded ball player, winning gold gloves, yet under his watch, the Cardinals' defense got atrocious, mm-hmm. you know. So just things things like that. So I just try to kind of capture that, th- those thoughts in my writing, like, in real time and um yeah so it was so that's just an example of like like the last thing i want to do is is put something on our website or in the newspaper have you read it and be like yeah i knew everything that was already on that in that article Mm, like like or i want i want to have some sort of angle or take or something that makes you like all right that was worth five minutes of my life so that's the challenge and i challenge myself with literally every single column literally every single day because another like thing I when I, I come in once a year to speak to the Globe students right, Miss mm-hmm. uh, Sutra Grady has me come in and it's awesome and I always tell them it's like if you if you write every single article with the most passion with the most research with the most everything then your worst story is still gonna be pretty good or like yeah. you're still or if anything you're still gonna be able to be proud of your worst story mm-hmm. hang your hat on your worst story so. That ain't bad. Right. So do that. So yeah, do that. I'm the I'm the sports editor on the Globe, and okay. Whenever you come in and talk to us, I, I'm, the advice is always really all right. Good. Now we're talking. All <laughs> right. So I was just wondering, like, if you could give some advice to high school students as they complete high school mm-hmm. or as they graduate and go to college, what would that be? Yeah, that's great. Uh, f- first of all, take a deep breath, because like the intensity of Clayton High School is at a level that most schools are not at. It's because, I mean, on one hand, like we're, we're all fortunate. We're from this great school district, and and teachers are amazing, and everybody's good. But like, take a deep breath, I, because like you're gonna be okay. Like that. Like I, I, there's another. I'm not obviously not gonna say his name, but there's a, a senior that I know at Clayton High School, and he's talking to me about colleges, and um, he's freaking out. And a lot of it is competition. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh. I, I think I'm going to get into this school, but she's getting into that school, and he's getting into that school. And, like, and, and, I, and I said, D- look at it like this. Think of like all the students at Clayton that try in school. And pretend there's a list. And at the top of the list might be the number one guy or girl in the class, and then that list goes down. I don't know what the number is. It's 150 or two, however many. You have the list. Circle the names. Everybody in that circle is good to go. You're good to go. Yeah, just look at it that way. Step back. It's yeah. You might he might be air quotes more good to go because he gets to go to this. You're gonna be good to go. You're going to go to an awesome college that you're going to find yourself at. I know I'm not supposed to end sentences with a preposition, but you'll find <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll find yourself in college. You'll grow as a person. It doesn't matter. Just you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Step back from that and and stop comparing yourself to everybody else. Because here's the second part to it. Uh, on I'm just making up a number so September 23rd of 2020 so remember that date September 23rd 2020 right on your phones or whatever and think of me the whole point is this take a minute and be like whoa I don't care about where anybody is right now <laughs> like on september 23rd 2019 i was sitting at clayton thinking about like oh my god he got into that school or his sat or her act 
I swear, on September 23rd, 2020, all you're going to be thinking about is like your new world, your new uh, orbit, and it's going to be awesome. And it might be challenging, but it's going to be your new world. And you're going to chuckle or laugh thinking back to how you were just a few months earlier at Clayton High School when you were freaking out because you didn't get into Stanford and she did or you didn't get into Mizzou and he did or whatever it is. As long as you stay hungry and humble and, 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 and try to do well in school, as long as you're at a college, you'll be good. You're good to go. Yeah. So that's that, man, that's kind of like long-winded, I know, but hopefully that touched somebody. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's great. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So uh, at the end of every one of our interviews, well, actually, did you have Co- Coach Suker? Yeah, you and did? moreover, okay. I was there at the beginning okay, of, the, cool. of, the, he, of, of his of his tenure. He was this, you know, bright-eyed, 20-something <laughs> guy. Um, he was the assistant coach. Yeah, so now it's it's uh, it's really interesting to come back and like see him as like the yeah. old wise the veteran coach. Uh, yeah, but he was he was cool to, at the time. I really liked him. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we had a, we had a guy. Well, now on on that point, we have a, we had a guy we interviewed a couple weeks ago, and he was talking about Coach Sucre, and he, he described him now as Clayton's dad. Yeah, I don't know if that resonates. At sure. All. Yeah. <laughs> well, seeing him now and is doesn't isn't his son? Yeah. Yeah, like a student there and the uh-huh. whole thing. So he's he's a Clayton dad and he's Clayton's dad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. So, uh, at the end of each one of our interviews, we have uh, the interviewee describe their coach because usually it's cur- current Clayton students, so we have them describe their coach with one word. Oh wow! Okay. So, being that a lot of the kids at our school now know Coach Suker and you sure. have Coach Suker, how would you? What word would you use to describe Coach Suker? And I only get one word. Well, it's a little bit loose on the one word. Like, okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I. I want to get this right, so I might. I know, like the worst thing on a podcast is dead, dead air. But uh, I'm gonna, I might need a second just to think. I, I guess with with him, I mean, there's like this like cool intensity, like he like if that makes that's almost like an oxymoron, like a laid back, sense, laid back if, intensity. If you work with Coach Suker at all, you yeah exactly yeah. understand that. If you're if you're part of his his world, he he's demands that you do your best and, and, and rise up to the moments, but he's not going to be a in your face screaming, uh, leader like that. He's going to be kind of a calm and maybe he's changed over the years, but just mm-hmm. kind of like a calm guy that kind of says the right thing at the right time. Uh, you asked me one word and here I am like no, giving like no, paragraphs yeah. <laughs> to answer your question. But yeah, I, I, he always had a great sense of humor. Yeah. I remember, I remember, uh, just like the things he would say and, 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 I remember him talking about his college where they, the, the, I guess he was a left-handed hitter and the left field fence was in. He's like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to become a slugger. And he was like, <laughs> and then like, his, he's telling all stories about how he just kept hitting like a lot of deep fly ball outs. <laughs> and um, I don't know. And, and he's, and I just remember he told a story about once his teammate, uh, they were sitting on the bench and he, he always told me how to like just enjoy baseball mm-hmm. sitting on the bench. And, and he was talking about uh, during a game, like the pitcher for their team was like, six foot six tall thin guy with a beard and they're like and his buddy was doing like a broadcaster boy like now in for mckendry pitching abraham lincoln <laughs> had a good year last year for the slips i remember he told me that story 20 years ago it still makes me chuckle yeah suker yeah good dude yeah absolutely 
right. Well, we really appreciate you coming on the podcast. That's it's it. Really a so lot of much. fun. So All right. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Any 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 time you need me to come back and tell more dumb stories, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm here for it. We enjoyed it. Yeah. So, would you like to maybe add anything else? Maybe plug your book real quick. Oh my gosh. Uh, well, I mean, if you're on Twitter at Hockman, H O C H M A N, at Hockman. Uh, give me a follow and I'll uh, enjoy that. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you so Thank much. You.